0: research methods. Hello, and welcome to the research methods podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Eugene Bogoristo. Hello, and welcome to the next episode in my mini series on measuring how people think, measuring mental models or causal mapping. And in the previous episode, we talked about the technical part of the, of the issue, how to collect data, how to transpond them, and how to calculate them. I made only the overview to you understand the logic behind, because if you know it, you can simply apply the formula from the paper, or you can find our plugin, and you can download it, you can install it, or you don't even have to install it, just the Excel sheet, where you have to import the data that you have and make the calculation. In this episode, I'm going to tell you what you can do with this methodology because it is a bit different. It's not that you find the simple way to analyze A impacting B, it will be different. You will have the relationships between all the people. It's like a huge correlation table where you have, I don't know, if you have 250 people, then you have 250 people as rows and 250 people as a column. And you have a number in each of the cells because the person one has a certain distance from person two and how they think and person one has difference from person three and it goes up to the person 250 from the person 249. Having this data there are many things that you can do the or I'm going to talk about two most important thing that we liked. The first thing you can cluster them you can see whom of these people are closely related who have the small distance from each other. So it can happen that it can be plotted as a kind of not a mind map as a neural network, where people are building knots and being located close to each other. And this method is very close to clustering, you just see how the clusters of people work and how, who are, let's say the um, similar minders, those who think in the same way about the concept you're investigating, for example, about the corporate culture or about the emotional climate. And then you can prescribe them a value for this cluster. So you have the cluster number one, two, three, and four. And you can use this value as a predictor or as a dependent variable for something you want to investigate. For instance, in how much do emotions felt that you manipulated before have impact on how people think about something. If somebody is angry, do they still think that emotional climate is mainly related to this association of these uh, teams? Or maybe they think differently if they're like in bad mood or in good mood, they see the organization differently, would be great way, by the way, Good, good idea for investigation. Contact me if you want to investigate it, I would be interested in this topic. Or you can use this cluster as independent variable and see what people who are like-minded people, whether they also have the same, for example, behavior, whether they all tend to act in a certain way. Maybe they want all to leave the organization or they all want to stay in the organization. So this could be also an interesting stuff where maybe they are those who are causing conflicts or maybe they are those who are resolving conflicts. So this is one of the ways what you can do with these questions. The second thing actually could work even without restructuring is you have the relationship between different values. And theoretically, if you know how friendship is related to trust, you can investigate whether those who see the friendship as having positive impact on trust act the same as people who see friendship as having negative relationship on trust. In this event, you will have to lose some data because not everybody included these values into the system. But theoretically, you can investigate the simple, the simplest elements from your mental model, like two concepts and those who picked these two concepts and related them to each other, you may find that each of this relationship have a, has a kind of impact on the um, on your dependent variable or it can be, this relationship can be a dependent variable and you can have an antecedent that would explain that people who were, I don't know, who are stressed, they automatically relate friendship in a negative way with trust. This could be also one of the things what you can investigate we ran in our paper in exhaust clustering, where we imported different values as predictors for clusters. And in this analysis, we looked at what is a good predictor of certain relationship within our network. And remember, we talked about the values that are associated with, I think it was with the, inter, uh, with a businessman. I'm not sure, but it was a while ago. And of course, we're interested whether the region has impact just because if people come from Islamic countries, whether the certain values that are in our list, we didn't say these are Islamic values, but we knew they come from the Islamic uh, value questionnaire, eh? whether they would be also more preferred than the others. And actually, we didn't find anything. We didn't find the relationship. I think with only one value, we had something like a weak statistically weak relationship that could indicate that the uh, Islamic people differed with regard to one value from the from other people from other countries and th- this were many from Argentina to Bulgaria and Germany so we had a kind of it was a very interesting sample not too many people from each country but still we find we found a way to through snowball sampling to incorporate many countries with several empl- uh, with several participants from them in this way with this analysis you can also explain what are the best predictors that people group together so maybe there are some demographical values that explain why some people see the organizational climate in a certain way maybe those who come from rich families or those who have the higher earnings or those who have a certain gender or maybe those who are of a certain age they have a they form a certain cluster in how to see your organization your emotional climate or your corporate culture and so on this also one of the things that you can do with this method What we also did, we depicted the value, the differences between the countries, and we took the values from the, I think it was uh, based on Hofstede, differences between the countries, but actually they looked at the countries at all, and we looked at these several uh, individuals who built certain clusters. And we have shown that actually it goes in very close in the same direction. That's why we can say that our method holds and we replicated the important framework that worked. But our framework was a bit better, it was more precise. For example, we noticed that in Argentina we had two big clusters. They had, I think, about 20 or maybe 30 participants or not so many, but even within those we had two different clusters. And I think if you make the same study in Innsbruck city and Innsbruck land, so it's the region Innsbruck, like the, 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 all the villages around, you will see the huge difference in how people think about certain concepts, in how people think ab- about agriculture, or how they think about the wolves, whether we need the return of wolves to uh, to their role or not, or how they think about building new houses, how they think about working opportunities, and so on. This would be a very interesting way to investigate it and see what are the good predictors and how people form these clusters, what are the like-minded people, And it can happen that you will discover something new as we didn't know or didn't expect that Argentina will build this too or will land in two different clusters. I hope it was interesting and I hope you know now what you can do with this method. And I'll see you in the next episode. Enjoy, try it out and write in the comments section what you think about the method and whether you succeeded. Bye-bye.